Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Let's talk summer festivities, whether it's celebrating graduations, jetting off on summer adventures, or dancing the night away at the epic end of summer wedding, Macy's has got you covered. Seriously, Macy's is like my summer savior. I have a fancy wedding on the horizon, so now I'm on the hunt for the perfect black tie dress, and you better believe Macy's is my first stop. I mean, with brands like DKNY and Michael Kors, it's a no-brainer. Macy's is the MVP of wedding season. And speaking of summer vibes, I'm already daydreaming about lazy days by the pool, Macy's is my go-to for all things poolside. Bathing suits that make you feel like a million bucks, beach towels to soak up the sun, and even floaties to keep the kids entertained. They've seriously got it all. So whether you're glamming up for a special occasion or stocking up for summer fun, shop at Macy's.com or in-store to find everything you need to make this summer unforgettable. Don't miss out. Shop at Macy's.com or in-store and let's make this summer one for the books. Becca, do you want to clean that matches your vibe? Sure. Are you tired of meh smelling cleaning products? Totally. Well, then clean confidently with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. Its powerful, clean and refreshing scents transform every room in your home into a coastal getaway. Because it smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox and feels like inspiration. Get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store. Also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 script. 21 Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 21- Seeds infused tequila. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds Diageo, New York, New York. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad, an iHeartRadio and two time People's Choice Award winning podcast. Hello, everybody. We are scrubbing in. It is our first episode together of 2021. That's Hello, right. gang. Hello, Becca and her mini microphone. This is literally the best thing I have ever seen. And I'm so glad now that we are, have recordings of these podcasts because now you guys can witness this, whatever this mini microphone is that she's holding. Okay. In my defense, um, I'm quarantining right now because I got back. I still have a week essentially until I'm able to be into the free world with a negative COVID test, but I'm at home and I don't have the full-blown studio setup that Tanya has in her home. So I have this mini mic I ordered off of Amazon and Easton told me the sound was great. So I'm doing it again. It's literally like a microphone for ants. I know. It's really funny. It's the size size of what? Like a cigarette maybe? Maybe smaller than a cig. A joint. Like a joint. joint. I think it's supposed to be a lapel mic that you like pin on your shirt, but Becca's holding it like a very tiny game show. (laughs) That's so good. 
Okay, they did not give me the lapel or whatever you're talking about to put it onto my shirt, unless I'm supposed to just do tape or something. But, um, so yeah, I'm just holding it, and it's very small and delicate. But if it sounds good, who cares? Who cares? Um, What's new? How's 2021 been for you? Where do we begin? Where do we begin? Um, You know, I actually, where do we begin? Where should we begin? (laughs) Do we start... Some some significant things have happened since we last were together and spoke. Um, yeah. Let me, yeah. you know, I'm going to start off by just saying um, I went through a breakup right before Christmas. Um, I can't talk about it because I literally will cry and I'm just done crying. Um, mm-hmm. I cried a lot, a lot, a lot over the winter break and I just don't want to do it anymore. Um, but I think the thing that I realized... Uh, is I think what was so hard for me and I think I was like in shock because in my mind I felt so strongly that this connection and this relationship was something so rare and so special that I would have fought tooth and nail for it so I like was in shock that I couldn't really wrap my head around the fact that it was over you know Mm -hmm. what I mean Mm -hmm. so I think dealing with that was like really hard to like wrap my head around and just cried 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 and then I got this dm from some person with no face obviously and it just said the word rebound like over and over and over again and I'm human so obviously like that affects me and like I you know like oh maybe I was you know you think maybe I was and then I they all kind of like clicked to me and I was like you know what I'll never know what's in anybody else's mind I'll never know what's in anybody else's mind all I know for sure is how I felt and my feelings about that relationship and that was authentic and real and beautiful and something that I have never found before so Mm -hmm. and that's all that matters you know what I mean I have no regrets about how I treated that relationship or him like I was 100% in and I gave it everything like I would somebody that was my life partner you know what I mean so I have Mm -hmm. no regrets at all um so I'm healing and I'm hopeful um Wait, you're saying like a troll said rebound, rebound? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, or like whatever. Who knows? Okay. Yeah. That makes me angry. But, you know, I think, I mean, obviously I've been with you going through this and watching how you've handled it and watching the whole relationship, honestly. And I just have to say I'm so proud of you of how you've handled not only how you've handled it was a it was a tough situation the relationship there's a lot of you know complications that you navigated so gracefully and I have been watching you come out of it and be so strong and of course you've had a heartache and heartbreak and you're a human being who feels a lot and um but you're also I think coming out on the other side and I think you're very aware of what you deserve and um, how much you put into a relationship. So I just have to say, as your best friend, I'm so proud of you because it's um, it happened right before the holidays as well, which <laughs> was like <laughs> brutal, honestly. Brutal. But um, brutal. I think you really just took it, and I think that you are more like inspired than ever to. I know you Find know what's, what you want. what's like crazy too is like I I felt so much love from like the people and the relationships in my life. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Becca gave me this basket. She put like 
um, a book and a bottle of wine and just like all this stuff. And, and I'll never forget, I was reading the card and it was like so sweet. And at the bottom, the card said like, every Tanya needs a Tanya every once in a while. And like, <laughs> I just started sobbing because like, that's so sweet. You know, like Becca doesn't make baskets, but like, and like all my girlfriends were sending me like vegan ice cream and flowers and books and like I just and dropping food like I just felt so love so much love from the relationships in my life that like I was like it was nice good well on to new things that's right uh, that's right <laughs> um so yeah. and hopeful just healing and hopeful you know 20 right 2020 had to get one more little jab in there one more little jab I know and then like my mom gets COVID literally two days after and I'm just like of course the one time I need like my best friend to hold me and tell me like everything's gonna be okay and he's not there you know like that was yeah brutal yeah well she's on the mend and yeah your mom's feeling better yeah good um yeah I I was the same way I went home for Christmas and we did our road trip and it was honestly so fun like we did the perfect amount of time to um get through it and it didn't feel horrible every day I think we the mostly drove was like nine hours in one day but it was split up um because we would stop and see things so it was really mad you didn't go to my sorority house in Tucson Arizona okay Tanya texts me we literally stopped in Tucson to sleep and then she's like you should go by my sorority house just drive by yeah like say hi to the girls yeah we have a i had a plan of a time frame of how things were gonna go and that was that would have really thrown off my (laughs) journey (laughs) but next time next time i will add it into the itinerary i know i was more upset that i didn't pre-plan because i remember patty went to tucson like a year ago or whatever and i gave her like a really cute package to give to the sorority like the house with like a letter in it uh-huh. and like I never heard back from anybody there but I'm still gonna keep sending stuff <laughs> that is so cruel I know. maybe Patty never actually yeah. dropped it off no she did she sent me a photo oh, okay yeah um so yeah I didn't do that but um it was just so fun to be with my sisters and we got when we got to Louisiana it was like we we weren't like exhausted and I just felt good that we had like that time it was fun to because we've been in LA and it was locked down and it was just fun to like kind of get out and go see things and be on the open road. But, um, on the open road and we were on the open road and in some places, the speed limit is 80 miles per hour. Is that not crazy? That's fast. It's great. And like, I always go at like five to seven over. So that was like flying down the roads and I got a (laughs) minivan. It was great. Um, so we got to Louisiana and, honestly had such an amazing Christmas. I just had so much great. It was just the first Christmas where recently where I just felt like my family was so interested in one another on like a deeper level and like really cared to talk about what's going on in our lives. And it was just a really special Christmas, honestly, like one that I'll never forget and just being able to be together and we were supposed to leave on the Wednesday after Christmas. And Tuesday night, we got a call that my cousin Gant passed away. And um, it was devastating because he was only 30. And, so you know, you kind of go through all these feelings of wishing you had reached out more recently. Or, you know, you kind of go through all these, like, 
feelings and knowing how close he and my aunt and his siblings were was just really heartbreaking. And um, at the same time, it was like such a blessing that we were all in town and able to drive up a few hours and be together and support one another. And it was I hadn't seen some of my family members in so long. So it was just like this heartbreaking yet beautiful time together. And um, it was just really special. And I just, if you think about my family, if you could just say a prayer for them, because it's like, you know, you have so many people surrounding you and like kind of distracting you in that time. And then everyone leaves and kind of moves on and they're still in, you know, the thick of not having their son or their brother, you know, and, um, It was just a really sad ending to 2020 and even going into 2021, it was just, it was tough, but um, they're really strong and they trust that he is in a better place, which I think brings a lot of peace to all of us. Um, And so, yeah, that's, we got back and we've been quarantining and a few, um, my mom has COVID right now, so it's just been like checking in and making sure everyone's okay and we're staying um, quarantined in the house until next Monday. So, you know, Hink and I, at least I have Hink cause, and Phoebe, yeah. we're getting through it together. So I think that's like the thing that's so crazy right now is like, especially like we're in Los Angeles and it's the numbers have never been worse. And it's also just so unpredictable. You know what I mean? Like everybody has different symptoms. It, it just hits people so differently. And I think that's mm-hmm. like, I think when, when I, my mom had it, I just, the panic just starts to like, come in because you just don't know what to expect every day you know and so it's like yeah I know it's um it's such a weird virus and both my mom so both my mom and my sister have it my younger sister my other sister not the one that lives with me Caroline and both of them already had it so this is just a little insight that if you think you've had it and you're immune it's not the case and I don't know maybe there's a certain amount of time but I think there's been, I remember at the beginning, I was like, well, maybe if I just get it, then I I will be like relieved of the, you know, I'll be immune or something. And it's just not the case. So, um, but they're feeling okay. I'm just trying to not aggressively check in, but I'm checking in (laughs) often. (laughs) You good? Your lungs feel okay? Like, how's it going? So, um, just, you know, we're still in it and, um, does she have so, that yeah. thing that she that checks her like blood oxygen levels? Uh, she has the so she went and uh when she went and got tested, she got some like a breathing treatment that she's doing. So, um, I think that's just good for her. And I think it, a lot of that was residual from the first time she had it. You know, like having that like heaviness in the chest. So even though her symptoms weren't extreme in the sense of like she never got the really bad flu-like symptoms hers was more her chest and um like just feeling super tired and it kind of has lingered honestly after like months and months it's kind of just in certain weather or if she does too much it she can feel it so um yeah I think it's it's so unpredictable and I think that's the really scary thing about it is that everyone's different everyone's symptoms are different. So anyways, we're in 2021 and I know there's just something so refreshing about starting a new year, seeing a new number, especially like after last year and everything. It's just like 
every month felt like there was something new next year. And I, I hope that this year, even though the first, you know, it's been a rocky start rocky for start. many reasons. Um, yeah. But I pray that this year kind of brings you know, maybe more growth, but just a little more peace. I don't know. I'm just like, please. I know. Um, Easton, Mark, how's life? Good. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, things are things are good at the uh, at the Allen Camp. We had a very successful EC Awards. Thank you both for being part of it. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, it was a big hit. Um, oh, and- by the way, do you know what's so funny? Um, so I did grocery shopping for my parents when they were, when my mom had COVID because I was like, why would you like have Instacart when I live, you know, 45 minutes up the street and I can do it for you. So up the street. <laughs> 45 minutes up the street. That is a long street. But I was also on vacation, street. also on vacation going through a breakup. It's like, just, I'm happy to go grocery shopping for you guys. Yeah. So anyways, I did their groceries and do you know what was on the grocery list? Yukon potatoes. Whatever potatoes was Easton's Easty Award that I'd never heard of. I was like, wow. These I've never heard of these and they pop up twice in a matter of two weeks in my life. Clearly they are the potatoes of twenty twenty. Clearly, yeah. Yukon Gold. I had some this morning. They're fantastic potatoes. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was so funny though. I was like, Are you kidding me? Your mom has great taste. I'm so happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, nothing's going on here. Everything's fine. Kids are good. Wife is good. Daughter goes back to high school. Well, actually, goes to high school for the first time next week. They've not called that off. That's still happening. They're scheduled to return on the 19th, and apparently they're going. That's so, so for the wild. Fr- she's more than halfway done with freshman year, but she'll step foot in the high school for the first time next week. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So they have not been in school this whole time, and now they're no. going back? The middle school went back uh, in November, but the high school, because they don't want to go back mid-semester or mid-trimester, yeah. and so this is their semester break coming up, so they're going to go back next week. Whoa, That's I'm so shocked that they're going back. They're, she's very excited about it, and the I'm middle sure. schooler is very happy to be back. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, my nephews are all in school in Louisiana, and um, my sister is thrilled that mm. the schools are back open. S- schools don't seem to be um, real big spreading grounds. That doesn't seem to be the case. I know. And you know what? I think it is doing something to like, ki- like I was talking to a girlfriend of mine who has two kids and she was just like, I have great kids. They're happy kids. And this ha- pandemic has just created some sort of angst and like, this angry energy in them and they're like feel like they're getting behind in this zoom school and it's just like rough man i've noticed with my youngest the high schooler less she seems to be pretty locked in but the youngest there's a more of a feeling of what's the point like yes i'm supposed to do this assignment but why like like she doesn't say those words but that's the general vibe i get from her is what difference does it make i'm going to my room i'm staring at a screen Class is over. It's just, you know, it's just, it all seems kind of like pretend school. Yeah. yeah. Oof, I would not do well without the structure of school. I don't do well if someone's, like, for example, I didn't think about working out one time during my break or, you know, anything. And then I had workout today for the first time. And I was like, I would not do this if I wasn't paying for someone to tell me to do this and 
it, there's just like I, I would be the same way in school. I'd be the same way as your middle schooler. I'd be like, eh, mm-hmm. what's the point? Yep. Well, I hope she's a lot more motivated than I am in her life. <laughs> hope so. <laughs> Working out is like all I did during the, the break. Those two weeks, I was just like running and like who knows? I don't even know what I did. We all have our ways of coping. I was just telling somebody the other day, my way has always been my routine. As once I get, as soon as I get a routine locked in, then I'm good. And so, but it gets to the point of like, you know, hey, I, I need you to run. You know, I'm making dinner. Or we're out of this. Can you run to? I'm like, oh, oh, oh no! If I run to the grocery store, it throws off the entire day, and I, I get too locked into my routine. And any change in my routine sends me into a spiral, and it's bad. So I gotta. It's hard to be really tied to a routine, which I need to get through each day, but also be flexible about it. You're yeah. like Haley. If, her, if she has a plan and then somehow it goes off the rails, it is like the most devastating thing ever. And I'm, and I'm so the opposite. I'm like so spontaneous, go, like go with the flow, yes, winging it. Are. And so if, so if there's like a plan and I'm like, oh, it's fine. It didn't work out. It's like, but it was the plan. I don't understand <laughs> your minds. <laughs> I feel crazy. like I'm a good... I definitely lean more towards Mark, but I think like work-wise, I like to have a routine. Like I like to look at my calendar for the next day and like know what time I'm doing yes. things. And like, I, I do enjoy that, but I don't necessarily need a structure on like a weekend. I'm going to just kick my yeah. heels up and, and you know what, actually, I've been reading a lot of self-help books, shocker, <laughs> um, and one of the things that two of the books was talking about was how like unlocking true happiness is living in the present. And I was like, okay, that's what everybody says. Like I live in the moment. I know, you know, (laughs) but when they like broke it, broke it down, I was like, wow, it actually really makes sense. So it was like, we as human beings, we try, like life is uncertain. You don't know what's going to happen to you. You don't know. You have no control over anything. But as human beings, we try to control everything by creating structure, meetings, goals, plans, trips, you know, like you name it and we try and like kind of control our narrative in every way, shape and form, which I am totally guilty of also. And they were like, if you can kind of, you can still do those things, but if you can really truly just live in the present, that is the key to happiness. And so Mm -hmm. I've been trying so hard to like be in the moment and like appreciate the moment and, and, and root in gratitude versus anything else that's a really good point i mean i think we all especially when something happens that's out of our control i think we do even more to control the things that we can control i think that's when um a lot of people who have naturally um obsessive compulsions lean towards that like i can control this when i can't control that that's going on so i'm gonna just put all my focus into this and um i think it is so helpful and so grounding to be able to say like i'm in this moment and i have no control over what happens um in the next 10 minutes even you know like um i had that moment kind of when my cousin passed away of thinking like we always think there's more time like we always have this we put things off till tomorrow we we don't reach out to people because we'll do it next week and it Mm -hmm. was kind of an eye-opener of being like our time is so short and and we don't 
even if you live until 90, like that is in the grand scheme of things, not a long time, you know, and I think it kind of put this new perspective in my head of like, it's, we have such limited time and we have to just make it count where we can. And I, my goal this year is to really let go of other people's opinions um, and not like holding on to them it to a point where they're affecting my energy or my mood or how I'm Becca, feeling. Tilly, me, <laughs> freaking too. And I mean that in every way, shape, or form. Like, I had this huge epiphany of just the only thing we know for sure. Can you tell I'm reading Oprah's Oprah's book? Uh, the things I know. <laughs> all, what is it called? The things I know for sure or whatever. But it always comes back to comes back to like you you know what I mean like the only thing that you can control is you and your thoughts and like how you were and everything and it's really letting go of just mm-hmm. all the expectations that like everybody else puts on you or your life whether it's family or social media or a coworker or whatever xyz you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it, yeah it's very good I highly recommend this book yeah, I mean, you're really, it's like quoting. I feel like you're just, I'm talking to Oprah. If I close my eyes, just <laughs> Do listen. Do <you> really? <laughs> no, but I was just saying it was like, I felt like I was getting the cliff notes of the book. <laughs> no, but it was all good stuff. If you hadn't told me it was Oprah, I would have thought it was from your own mind because I do feel like that's very much your, that's you know, true. how your energy and your what your message and what you want people to, you know, get from whether it's following you or listening to you on the podcast or the morning show, like, is it the morning show? Yeah. Are y'all the morning show? Yeah. On Earth, Ryan I Seacrest? just clicked that. So is Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. They're the <laughs> morning <laughs> show. <laughs> That's right, baby. Same, same, you know? Same, same. Yeah. Speaking of, I'm ready for that show. Me too. Um, but anyways, I, I'm glad that we're on the same page. And I, I think that will really kind of open up this podcast a lot more to being kind of what it was when we started which was a little more like open and free and honest and I'm hoping that's how we continue to go because that's that's what I want it to be and I think that us just having that mentality switch and coming into this new year kind of having I'm not saying things switch overnight like I can still read a DM and be like oh that hurts how do I please him but I'm learning to go like no that's not what we're doing this year like we're not doing that anymore um, and it's not like you don't just switch that off because it's I've been doing it for 32 years. But I do want to make a cautious effort of, you know, being just like real. And if people like it or if they want to have a conversation, I'm happy to have a conversation, but um, not just letting them get to me because if they have an opinion. No, I completely agree with you. And it's like it almost it took that trolley DM for me to like come to this realization of everybody's going to have an opinion about something. You know what I mean? And especially like coming out of a breakup, your your emotions are high. You're super sad. You're like all, you know, just all these things are flooding your mind. And I was just like, the only thing that matters is my authentic and true feelings for that relationship and what it was mm-hmm. and what I gave. And I know that that is how like how it was for me do you know what I mean like that was truly something so special and so rare and like that's all that matters yeah I'm with you um we have to take a break 
and we'll be right back because I do want to talk about the Sex and the City reboot coming Best name back. Ever. Um, we'll be right back um, with more of that. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? And guess what? Macy's is celebrating in a big way. I was browsing Macy's online the other day, and I couldn't help but notice that they're highlighting some incredible AAPI-owned brands. I'm talking about names like Cardin, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve, brands that bring innovation, style, and diversity to the table. But wait, it gets even better. Macy's isn't just celebrating with fashion, they're also giving back. Throughout the month of May, you can support college access and student success by donating online or rounding up your purchase in-store to APIA Scholars. APIA Scholars is an incredible nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students to achieve their academic and professional dreams. And you can be a part of that mission simply by rounding up your purchase at Macy's Checkout. Trust me, every little bit helps. So join me and Macy's this May in celebrating Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month and shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Let's celebrate culture, style, and education together. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. They've got deals on dresses for days. I mean, every style for spring. Don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Rakuten is a rewarding way to shop and save because members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, pets, and more. You're already shopping at your favorite stores like Macy's, Best Buy, Petco, so why not be saving while doing it? It's a no-brainer. Rakuten is the easiest and smartest way to find the best deals and savings. And every time I visit Rakuten.com, I'm always shocked by the thousands of brands that are featured. Me too. Did you know that Ticketmaster is one of those brands? So next time you're trying to see your favorite artist live, you can earn cash back when buying tickets with Rakuten. And the best part, membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Plus, cashback rates change daily so you can keep checking to find the best deal. 
The stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You can get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Rakuten has 17 million members who are already saving, and their members have earned over $4.6 billion in cash back. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. All right, everyone, we are back. Um, I have some breaking news. My sister just came in and brought me a Starbucks drink, and she told me that the lemon loaf has been discontinued, but then we have (laughs) figured out that maybe... What did you say it is, Mark? Well, I don't know for sure, because these are all rumors, but I know that none of the Starbucks in the area where I live, in Newberry Park, Thousand Oaks, California, they're all closed, and apparently there's some sort of distribution issue. And I had heard there's a... COVID breakout at the plant, like where they're delivering this stuff. And I don't know if that's true or not, but they open for, one of them opens for a few hours in the morning. They run out of stuff. They close for the day because they can't get anything. (laughs) I'm speechless. I could probably make you a good like vegan lemon loaf. Uh, Tanya, I don't want vegan and I don't need vegan. Like I want, if you're going to make me something with love from your heart, I want all the good stuff in it. Let me tell you something. I didn't make it. My friend made it, but it was a vegan chocolate cinnamon bread or whatever. Delicious. Like, (laughs) okay, well. So bomb. I'll get the recipe and I'm going to make you some and you're going to be like, this is vegan. Can I get some more? So Tanya came over and this was fresh off the breakup and she brought these vegan uh, desserts and so, she's going to be so upset right now. You can't tell me that those were not delicious. They're, they were fu- like, they were better than I thought they would be with all the missing things that, like, normally I love in a pastry. But, like, we, it was a fragile time. So we were all just, like, raving about how good they were. But I just have to confess that I don't think I'd spring for those on a regular day. But they were, I will, I'll give it, I'll give it to, you that they were better than other vegan things I have tried. However, I'm still going for. (laughs) They weren't just vegan. They were also like refined, sugar-free, gluten-free. Like they're like, there was like all the freeze. I was going to say, because like vegan stuff, you can still load those suckers up with sugar, but if there's no. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine, just use your imagination. I mean, I have to eat my share of gluten-free nonsense in this house. I know, I know the pain. I know, but gluten-free, there's still some good quality options in the gluten-free realm. But she really hit. She was like, "This is dairy-free, gluten-free, no refined sugar, no blah blah blah." I was just like, "Well, what's what is it?" I thought it was delicious. I was happy as a clam. I didn't eat anything all day until that. I probably ate like half of that box. That's the key. Oh, yeah. I I made you salmon and you ate. No. Oh, yeah. That's the key. And then also the other day I'm FaceTiming Tanya and she goes, oh, yeah, I've just like really gone off the rails. I'm drinking soda now. And I was like, what? You're drinking soda? And she's like, yeah, this Zevia uh, root beer. And I was like, that is flavored sparkling water. It's <laughs> not off the rails. It feels like I'm kicking back with a soda. And I'm like, who am I? 2021 kicking back with a soda pop watching Ew. Harry Potter. You're, yeah, well, yeah. 
<laughs> that is, Tanya's doing a Harry Potter marathon for some reason that I still can't figure out. Yeah, why? Yeah, what I've never is seen the a single one of the ep- like never saw one of the movies. Who I cares? Either. Who cares? But I it's like, like am this- not. Yeah, no, to. it's like this huge thing. Like everybody's like obsessed. I didn't even realize how many people, how big of a cult following Harry Potter had until I posted that Instagram. The amount of DMs I got, it was like Tanya, insane. You're in the like pop culture world and you didn't know how big of a cult fo- following <laughs> Harry Potter has had for however many years. Yeah, I, I guess I knew that like that it was a thing in the past not now like that people are still like, people said that they did the same thing in the beginning of the pandemic that they watched one through eight all the way through and like all this stuff i was like what are you There's enjoying it's also it's not it's not really your thing yeah. and that's okay yeah it feels Wizards. forced tanya it feels forced, it feels forced. <laughs> really have you seen the lord of the rings movies no Ew, i hate those yeah movies. who cares yeah, don't watch those. Who cares? They're not for you. Like, for example, I've never seen Riverdale. I'm in my 40s. It makes sense. <laughs> I understand that it has a cult following, you know? Right. It's not my deal. Yeah. Well, no, I'm actually... So, but, like, Ariana Grande is obsessed with Harry Potter. Julia Michaels has, like, a Harry Potter tattoo. Like, I'm like, there's got to be something to it. <laughs> and okay. is there something to it? Have you found there to be? <laughs> the second movie, I'm liking a lot more than the first one, for sure. <laughs> I, um... This is such a hilarious conversation. Are you going to watch Lord <laughs> of the Rings after? Like, what? Do you, what is your? Oh no, no that I'm going to do not big enough. Oscars. Right, I'm going to do Harry Potter, and then we'll see what. I mean, the the world is my oyster. You know, like who yeah. knows what's coming next? I watched Finished Bridgerton, did Queen's Gambit, like the you know. I have a bone to pick with Bridgerton. Okay, Easton Mark, have y'all watched Bridgerton? No, I think I think my wife's decided to watch that one on her own. Yeah, yeah. That we haven't sense. watched it yet, but I'm excited because I hear it's so horny, and I, I like okay, that. it's so horny, <laughs> and like honestly, I was okay. So I don't really particularly like period pieces, so I immediately was not interested in it. And then everyone started talking about it. I saw Tanya was watching it. Um, it was like trending on Netflix. So I got home and I was like, well, I might as well give it a shot. It's Shondaland. Like, hello. Feels like a win. Right. I just couldn't get into it because I don't like period pieces. And then everyone goes, wait until episode five. It's when it gets really good. And so I'm like trying to figure out why it gets really good at episode five when there's only eight episodes. I have to go through five episodes that I'm going to be bored by. So then everyone's like, it gets really steamy. Like the sex scenes are so good. And so I was like, I'm just going to go to episode five and see like what, <laughs> what it's all about. <laughs> you can't just do but that. T- okay. But let me tell you something. Sex, just like in real life, a lot of the times does not mean anything if there's no connection. And I did not connect to these characters. So therefore the sex was just sex and it didn't like, I was just kind of like, Oh, yeah, because you like nice didn't body. get the backstory. So like, th- I can't remember. I think it was episode four, and he gives this like monologue. Well, spoiler, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Well, it's not really spoiler alert because okay. I, I don't exactly know what he said, but it resonated <laughs> so much with what I had just gone through. Do you know what I mean? What? <laughs> well, you, you were gonna give us a reason why you really resonated with it, but you can't remember what he said. So, <laughs> well, like I don't know the monologue. Like I can't repeat it off the top of my uh-huh. head, but it was something along the lines of. I can't give you what you want. And she was like, it's you that I want or something like that. And then they just like made out and stayed together. Like, I can't remember exactly what it was, something along those lines. And I just started 
sobbing, like uncontrollably sobbing. And I was like, I am not well, like watching this like 50 shades of gray period piece (laughs) sobbing in my apartment in the middle of COVID. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, I'm definitely in the minority of people's opinions on it because everyone has like rant and raved about it. But personally, for me, it was not my I mean, I used to get butterflies when Derek and Meredith would look at each other like in the elevator scenes. Like I literally would be like, (gasps) and then I watched this like passionate, raunchy sex scene and I felt zero, zero things. Yeah, well, it's because you watched it without getting a little bit of their, a I little bit of their. I three episodes. I totally got the back and forth. He was scared because he didn't want to be like his dad. Yeah. But he, he worked so hard not to be like his dad that he was becoming his dad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Amos can have this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but speaking of shows, uh, Sex and the City is coming back the best news honestly in quite some time um but i noticed that kim is kim cattrall not going to be a part of it yeah so they're saying that she's not she's not a part of this story so it'll be carrie charlotte and miranda uh-huh by um, the way they i was just reading that they're each getting over a million an episode. Which, yeah. by the way, good for them. No issue with that whatsoever. Totally. However, my point is, Kim Cattrall must really hate their guts <laughs> to turn down over a million an episode. You know what's funny? I had that exact same thought. I read the story that they were getting a million each, and I was just like, Kim Cattrall is probably either a swimming in the do- in the doulah or do- dinero or what do you call it, moolah? <laughs> swimming in the moolah. To give up a million dollars an episode. She can't just suck it up. Do we know that she didn't want to be a part or that they didn't ask her to be a part? I'm pretty sure she's on the record saying, I'm not doing another movie. I have no interest in that. And then making a snide comment about like, I want to work with good people from now on. Something along those lines. And I saw a lot of like fans like commenting about um, replacing her, like getting another actress to be Samantha Jones. No. And I thought, you know, I don't hate that. Like, let's give another actor. Come on. Like, let's get someone else a million dollars. Who cares? You know, like if Kim doesn't want it. Unless it was like Kim's long, long lost sister or something, and she was the same, or like a twin or something. No, it would still be Samantha Jones, but it would just be a different uh, actress. I hate when shows do that. I hate when they like try to act like we're not paying attention enough to know that they fully switched out the actress. Dick York and Dick Sargent, bewitched. I mean, come Uh, on. Wow, what a reference. (laughs) I I don't know that one. I don't know that one either. I'm. Show called Bewitched from the 60s. Um, it's interesting because Kim Cattrall is available. Filthy Rich, that horrible show she did on Fox, that got canceled. So she's available. But is and it, they're off. At, is it like she doesn't, she's like, the story of Samantha has been told. I don't want to revisit the character. We don't need to. Is it like something like that? Or is it she truly just hates them? Honestly, I don't know. But the story of Samantha Jones <laughs> needs to be told. Like, we need to know what these girls are up to. They're going to be in their 50s, navigating life in the city, you know, having sex in their 50s. Like, I am so here for this. Like, I, I, I can't even wait. They haven't given a date, but that date is going so far etched in my calendar. You don't even want to know. 
Are you at all concerned about it not working out and not being any good? Because so many of these reboots are garbage. That was going to be my next thought. Like, I obviously, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to be excited to watch it. But I I have had some bad experiences with shows coming back after going away. And so I have to put my trust in the girls that they're going to make it happen and whoever they choose as the showrunners. Because I think the showrunner is not going to be the same person who it was. I think no, I read Darren that. Star is not involved. See, that's what I'm a little bit nervous because I feel like... I don't want the show to get super in the times. Do you know what I mean? Like old school Sex and City where, I don't know, like, I don't, like I, I, Carrie's an influencer now, like that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, like I don't want it to be, myself, I yeah, I don't that. want it to be so present. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's hard to avoid it because something that was so special about Sex and the City, even watching it now, was that there was no social media. It was like these old yeah. flip phones, you know, it was just like so, she was on that like old MacBook typing and there was just so much like charm and nostalgia to watching it now that but it was also so they were so they were such modern women that it feels present in that sense you know yeah but like what I'm hoping is that they don't take it to a different level no I I mean like I still want it to be about sex in the city you know what I mean (laughs) yeah I get what you're saying let me tell you, I, I'm I'm a massive fan. I watched it like on TV. I saw both movies opening night. I, I love Sex and the City so much, but that second movie sucked so bad. It was I, I know the it. second movie was, it was so, so bad. It bad. did, but but like I sometimes watch it when it when I see it. <laughs> I, wow, I, I oh. cannot revisit that thing. I wish it was wiped from my memory. But and that makes me afraid for this show. I feel like we're going to get ten episodes of the second movie where they're like, no, 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 don't say, it, don't say, it, don't say it. I, mean, I also nothing will ever beat the feeling of seeing that first movie and that opening entrance. I have chills. What was the opening entrance? I, they're just walking. It's on the streets of New York. They all like meet up into a line. Like they come from different oh, directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And meet it's up like watching the, the Avengers get together. It's so cool. Well, I mean, the the finale, like the final episode, I can't watch it. I literally can't even watch it because I just start sobbing. Like I'm so emotionally invested with those women. It's actually crazy. You know, everyone has their thing, Tanya. Like Charlotte. Are you, Am do I you not identify Charlotte? mostly as a sh- Yeah, you are. And that's why you I really- think this show is so good because I think everybody could relate to, if not one particular character, they had a couple characteristics from each one of them. Do you know what I mean? Like each one was so different, but so distinct. And I think that they had such a, like everybody could resonate with a characteristic from one of them. Yeah. No, you're right. It's I'm, I'm excited about it. I just hope it doesn't suck. <laughs> I have um, hopes. Gotta, Fingers crossed. Gotta we'll keep have a hopeful, quiz. You know, want to play the game? Yeah, let's do. I mean, should we include Easton in this because he is a stan sure. as well? <laughs> Easton, you in? I'm in. I'm in. All right, I've never done it this way before, but I'll figure it out as we go. It's just standard Sex in the City trivia. Nothing clever. Nothing exciting. It's kind of a last minute thing. Uh, but we got to figure out who goes first. Uh, let's do odds or evens. So you go one, two, three, and then you hold up a one or a two. Okay. okay. All right, here we go. And one, two, three. All right, I got one, one, two. So Easton is the odd man out with his even number. Easton goes first. All right, here we go. All right. Easton, what was the cause of Samantha's red face at Carrie's book release party? Uh, menopause? 
Nope. Uh, and now we'll go to uh, Becca for the steal. Her red face was She because... had a red face at Carrie's book release party. Samantha did. Yeah, I kind of remember. Th- a tanning bed. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tanya nope. for the she steal. She got a face peel. That is absolutely oh, right. Very nice. Tanya on the field. board with one. Yeah, baby. Next question goes to Becca. Becca, what was the name of Charlotte's dog? Oh. <laughs> and I'll give you a hint if you like. It's a celebrity. It's a celebrity? A first and last name of a celebrity. It's not like, you know, Spot or Fido or something. Um, Oprah Winfrey. Wrong. Mm. Tanya for the steal. I don't know, but it was like Princess something. Easton. Elizabeth Taylor. Taylor. That is absolutely right. Very nice. (laughs) One for Tanya, one for Easton. All right. This is Tanya's question. Which of the four girls was stood up by all of her friends at a restaurant for her birthday? Carrie. Yes, that's right. Two for Tanya, one for Easton. Becca's still trying to get on the board. Here's Easton's question. What did Carrie's boyfriend Aiden do for a living? Oh, (laughs) He was a carpenter. Uh, okay, yeah. I'll accept that. Owned a furniture store is what I oh. have here, but I'll accept it. Carpenters. Two, it. two for Tanya, two for Easton. Becca, you can get on the board right here. Where does Miranda meet Steve for the first time? Oof. That's a good question. Thank you. They meet, um, I think they meet at um, a friend's party. That is incorrect. Tanya for the steal. The gym? That is incorrect. Easton for the lead. The bar? That is correct. No, it was, I was at a bar. Say Steve bar. was working, was at, the working bar. at the bar. Miranda was waiting for a long time for Kara to show up. That's Steve right. Steve and Miranda went I'm back so to her upset. place that I night. I literally was going to say bar, and I was like, there's no way it's that easy. Well, there's a little story behind it. But Easton's got three now. Tanya's got two. Becca, shut out so far. This question <laughs> belongs to Tanya. Miranda's judgmental Ukrainian nanny Magda mm-hmm. once replaced Miranda's vibrator with what? <laughs> um, <laughs> this show's so good. It was like a. It was like um. It was like a. What's her name? Like a. Uh, like a Mary statue or like a. <laughs> Like a rosary, like a Mary rosary or something like I'm that. I'm going to give it to you. It's a Virgin Mary figurine, Virgin and I'm Mary sure all figurine. the people yeah, at yeah, Zoe yeah. Church would appreciate you calling her what's-her-name. <laughs> uh, I believe so good. That ties it up? Am I, I'm sorry. I should be writing this down. Is it three to three now? Yeah. Yep. It is three to three now. And Easton has the question now, so he can take the lead here. Easton, in both the first episode and the last episode, Mr. Big says this to Carrie when she invites him up to her apartment late at night. abso blinkin That's exactly right. Well, not exactly right, but as close (laughs) enough as it'll be on an iHeartRadio podcast. (laughs) Easton's got a lead that I don't know that he can give up here, but we'll give Becca a question because it's her (laughs) turn. And this is, uh, I'm going to give this one as a bonus question, okay? There are three parts to this question. You'll get a point for each part you can get right. So, Becca, you can actually make a game of it right now because it's four for Easton. Tanya has three. If you get this whole thing right, you can tie Tanya. What is Mr. Big's full real name? I'll give you a point for first, middle, and last. It has to be Sir 
Big balls. <laughs> okay. I know his first name. Yeah, I know his first name. I literally have no idea. What is John. it? John. John is correct. That's four points. That ties it up. You can take the lead with a middle or a last name, Tanya. It's John something junior. <laughs> I don't have junior here. That may be true, but I just have first, middle, and last name. I just remember John. The All right, Easton, you can oh. win the game if you can give me his middle or last name. Oh, God. He doesn't know it. It's, uh, I don't know it. I, I, okay. He's, yeah. Hmm? J- J- huh? Smith. Just guess. Guess. Yeah. Smith. Yeah. Guess a middle and guess a last. Oh, I, uh, middle is, uh, uh, Anthony. Last name is Smith. His name is John James Preston. Preston. Ah, All right. Preston. So we have a tie. We have four for Tanya and four for Easton. So the tiebreaker is how many total episodes of Sex and the City were there without going over? Price is right, rules apply. Whoever is closest without going over. Uh, Easton had the lead and he caught up. So Tanya, you'll go first. She's counting on her fingers. 120. 120. Easton? 75. Tanya went over. Easton wins. 94 episodes of Sex and the City. I'm trying to do the math. I believe Easton was also closer. Yeah, he was 19 off where Tanya was Because they had seven or six seasons. And I figured like 12 episodes or something or 15. Oh, see, I went 20 episodes a season. Yeah, those are different times. Easton, way to go, buddy. Nice job yeah, on the Sex and the City trivia. Thank you very much. That was a, you know, this win goes out to a lot of people, and uh, I just, <laughs> I'm grateful to be part of the game. That's all. That show is so good. So you know, good. I've actually been like writing like Carrie Bradshaw lately because I've just been like, <laughs> I couldn't help but wonder. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been like writing in my journal at night, like full on Carrie Bradshaw vibes. I so, couldn't help but wonder. One quick yeah. thing about means uh i was on the speech and debate team in high school uh as you know i was uh, swimming in women um but uh one of the things you do in speech and debate is besides the debating part is you can do a thing where you like act out something from a book or a play and a lot of the kids that competed with are eggheads and they did like really highbrow stuff but no the e-man did a a scene from the sex and city book um and uh it was like the first the first time you meet big and I, I did that with a, a girl in our on our team, and we acted this out. And I, I have a trophy here somewhere for it. But uh, wow, trophy! I, I read this. I had no idea book. the competition wow. you would be during that quiz, but eh. you really came to play hard. Play hard. You know, I was always Team Aiden a little bit. Me, I think everybody was. I don't like for Aiden. Sure. He was the good guy. I know. Well, he was like to me. You know, it was. It was like my Dawson's Creek days of like everyone thought it would be Dawson, but I wanted, except for Tanya. I mean, Tanya was one of those people, but I wanted Pacey because I felt like there was just like this deeper, kinder love. And I felt like that was Aiden when they broke up and he hugged her. Oh, Oh, I can't. Honestly, I'm not emotionally stable to think about that right now. Him replacing her computer turned me off from him forever, though. That that episode, I rewatch that episode all the time when her computer breaks and he buys her a new one. 
And oh, yeah. I, I just felt like that was that revealed so much about him. And it was like, <laughs> I, I, OK, this is my my take on it. And Allison agrees with me. If she's in the next room. She'll, she'll agree. Uh he, that was him going like, I'm going to solve your problem the way I think it should be solved. And you have no say in this whatsoever. And, you know, she got really upset, obviously. And uh, like the way he reacted to it, I found very disappointing and very like the fact that he was like, I do this nice thing for you. And, you know, and you don't want to like, you're not going to take the computer. And uh, I just felt like that was a really like selfish thing for him to do, even though it was an act of kindness. I still felt like it was him trying to be like, I, you know, you're, you're solving this problem the way I see that you should talk about selfish and Mr. Big who like fully is having an affair with Carrie while he's married to somebody else. Talk about selfish a hole. <laughs> he is, but he's real about That's who he is. You know, he's not pretending uh, to be the greatest guy in the world. Oh, uh, so bad. <laughs> I just have to tell you guys. So Easton set up this new thing to like make our our audio quality better in 2021 for the podcast. And I'm not supposed to have my computer plugged in, but my computer was dying halfway through the podcast. So I had to plug it back in and there was this buzzing in my ear. It's louder. It sounds like there's a jackhammer, like jackhammering in my brain while all of you were talking. Well, why don't we take a break? We have emails to get to. And let's solve your issue while we're listening to these fantastic sponsors of Scrubbing In. Okay. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? And guess what? Macy's is celebrating in a big way. I was browsing Macy's online the other day, and I couldn't help but notice that they're highlighting some incredible AAPI-owned brands. I'm talking about names like Cardin, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve, brands that bring innovation, style, and diversity to the table. But wait, it gets even better. Macy's isn't just celebrating with fashion, they're also giving back. Throughout the month of May, you can support college access and student success by donating online or rounding up your purchase in-store to APIA Scholars. APIA Scholars is an incredible nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students to achieve their academic and professional dreams. And you can be a part of that mission simply by rounding up your purchase at Macy's Checkout. Trust me, every little bit helps. So join me and Macy's this May in celebrating Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month and shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Let's celebrate culture, style, and education together. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. They've got deals on dresses for days. I mean, every style for spring. Don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I feel like therapy, in all seriousness, it wasn't something I ever knew I needed until I started doing it. And I realized how much of an impact it had on my entire life. I think the thing with therapy that's so good is I think that everybody has an ego. We all think that our way is the right way and it's the only way when in reality, there is no right or wrong way. And I think therapy really opened me up to that. Like I'm playing therapist in some of my relationships. That's right. <laughs> that's that's right. how that's how much therapy has helped me. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash scrubbing today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash scrubbing. Presented by 21 Seeds. So, you know, because you have a ton of friends and throw lots of girls nights, it's important to always have a signature cocktail ready to go. Definitely. And people don't want to spend all their time at the drink bar. They'd rather be doing fun stuff like playing charades or having a dance party on the patio. Exactly. That's why 21 Seeds infused tequila is a must have. 21 Seeds is an award winning tequila infused with the juice of real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. So you only need two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail. 21 Seeds makes the most delicious and easy margaritas ever. Yes. 21 Seeds is smooth, fresh and tastes incredible. And it's not overly sweet. It tastes like tequila. Just infused with real juice. Totally. And get this, 21 Seeds is female founded. Love it. Modern women, baby. Two sisters and one friend. All my friends are like sisters, so I can relate. Listen, if you love tequila like us, add 21 Seeds infused tequila to your drink bar at home. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. All right, we are back and we have some emails that Mark is going to um, read for us and they're they're pretty good. I mean, these yeah, are some good. good emails this week. They're both anonymous, which is a sign right there. Uh, the first one, I know when Becca was on The Bachelor, she was a virgin and has stated she no longer is. And Tanya is also open about the fact that she was never waiting for marriage. I'm curious if they can speak to if they ever wrestle with guilt from being raised in Christian environments where sex is viewed as meant for inside of marriage. This is something I struggle to reconcile as a devout Christian, but as I, as I get older, I also feel less inclined to wait for marriage, but then I get guilt that I would be a bad person or it would hurt my relationship with God. Oh man. Um yeah, this is this has been so complicated. Um like I don't know that the if I just have an answer that like an easy answer or simple answer. Um when I decided to wait for marriage, it was definitely um when I was younger, I it was kind of the it was a lot of pressure from not pressure, but it was very much encouraged in the church that I went to and um, my parents never put that pressure on me. It was kind of a decision I made in my relationship with God. And, um, I, I think I've spoke, I don't even know if I've spoken about this on the podcast, but when I lost my virginity, I remember that my first feeling was that I disappointed people who had <clears throat> like connected with me through the fact that I was a virgin. And 
it wasn't even so much like my guilt in my relationship with God as much as it was I felt like I had let people down and I realized that I had been holding on to this um this idea of me waiting for marriage so long because of the fact that people related to it more so than I was doing it because of my relationship and my faith um but I do think there was there was some guilt afterwards, but I don't know that that guilt came from anything that was from God, if that makes sense. And I think it's a lot a lot of it's kind of a social construct. And I've been studying a lot about um, a lot of the things that I grew up believing. And I, I'm a hundred percent for anyone waiting for marriage if that's a decision you make. But I don't like that the guilt that's attached to it. And I've always had. Um, a strong opinion against that, especially since I lost my virginity. But um, I do think that there's something beautiful about being in love and in a healthy relationship and being in a safe place to give that part of yourself to someone. And I don't think everyone feels that way or has to feel that way, but don't feel pressured to do it because the world's saying, have sex casually. It's totally fine. You won't feel anything because that could be the case, but also it is a very important thing. It's special. And I personally believe that it's better when it's with someone that you care about and love and feel cherished by. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a, a lot of people struggle growing up in, in the Christian church and having the pressure of the church and also parental pressure and societal pressure and make sure that you're doing making your choices for you and your heart and what makes you feel um, whole and good because that's what matters ultimately. You know, what's, what's funny is like, I'm on the flip side of that because like I wasn't raised necessarily to say, wait till you're married. And I feel like I kind of grew up around people who just, sex wasn't a big thing you know what I mean and it was like you're young and it's fun and like you know sow your oats and do your thing and and for me the guilt was coming from the fact that I was having this unattached sex and wanting something deeper and not getting that and it was like it's like the reverse guilt you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I thought I should be doing this and and having sex and and having fun and it wasn't fun for me you know and it was like I had this big like aha moment of I don't want to have unattached sex. You know what I mean? Like that Mm -hmm. doesn't, that doesn't make me feel good. That doesn't make me feel good at all. And it's so funny when I made that decision, I flipped that switch. It was like, I was so much happier. I wasn't having sex. I mean, I, again, I like had my vibrator, like chilling over here. Um, (laughs) But I was the happiest I've ever been because I wasn't giving my body Mm -hmm. and giving these things and not getting what I wanted out of a relationship. You know what I mean? So I wasn't having that, that letdown, that, that, Mm -hmm. that common thread, this like perpetual pattern of pain that I was in. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was more of just like a decision that I made for myself and like what felt good to me. Yeah. I was going to say, and I, I think you and I are the same in that we do value that and didn't, don't get the fulfillment of having unattached sex, but I think some people do. And I think right. that and if you do I, good on you. Yeah. But I do think that it's very it's like when I was a virgin, I was very proud of the fact that I was waiting. Like I never felt ashamed of it. I like almost told people too fast. <laughs> like I'd go on a date and it would like somehow come out. Um, but I do think that 
it's if you're doing it because it's what your heart wants and you want to be married to the person that you have sex with for the first time, then do it and be proud of it. But don't not do it because you're feeling like you're going to disappoint your parents or other people in your life or God. Like, don't don't like live with that guilt and pressure because if you're if you're like wanting to explore that. But I, I do encourage you to do it with someone that there's feelings and meaning behind it. And trust. And trust. Yeah, yeah trust, trust and safety. It really, it, yeah. Otherwise, you'll uh, just be like Bridgerton, me watching Bridgerton <laughs> with no feelings about it. <laughs> All right, next up from another anonymous. Long story short, I was in a relationship with my ex for two years. He broke up with me one day out of the blue. Fast forward one year later, and he called me, and we talked every day for nine months. We live in different cities. Talking with him again was great, but the problem was he never asked me to be his girlfriend again. He would tell me he loves me, and he said if he were to ask me to be his girlfriend, then it was definitely the real deal, and he knew that I would definitely be his wife, and that's why he couldn't because he wanted to be 100% sure. Two weeks ago, I decided to tell him we just need a time apart because obviously he's keeping me in limbo and it hurts too much. At this point, I'm just so heartbroken all over again and I don't know what to do. Do I give up? Tanya? I'm going to go I'm gonna go the Matthew Hussey route on this one because what he said really resonated with me. This man has now broken your heart this many times and there's a period there there's a lot of question marks out in the world. It's a lot of question marks. <laughs> that, that was it. <laughs> Wait, are you doing this right? No, no. Yeah. I think she's trying to say like there's a lot of there's so many other people out there who have not hurt you that way that you can find and find that happiness and love. And you've given this guy two opportunities to break your heart and he does not deserve a third time. Exactly. And I think it's the opposite, Tanya. This guy's one big question mark. You got to go find yourself a period. Somebody who'll be honest with you and tell think, you the truth. No, I think she's saying he like he has solidified that he doesn't want to be with her twice. It's a period. Whereas right. there are so many other options out there. Question marks of who knows what could happen. I think that's right. That's right, Becca. Okay. Thanks. Well, I, I think he wants to have his cake and eat it too. He exactly. wants to have, he's just stringing you along, stringing you along, especially living in another city. Because that way, if there's somebody there he falls for, he's not cheating on you. That's all he's doing is he's keeping his options open and he's trying to make that seem like he's a good guy for doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's nonsense. Mm -hmm. It's enough. He's it's not about giving up. Don't say I give up. It's about moving on and doing what's best for you instead of what's best for him in his mind. Yeah. He's not a period nor a question mark. He's a parentheses. Ooh. Oof. Boom. <laughs> it's so true, though. It's like. <laughs> There's a mic back. Dude. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just like, and the thing is, it's, we have said this so many times when we give advice on relationships, it's so much easier from the outside looking in. And when you're in it and you feel like this time's going to be the time that it works, it's so hard to know that it's just not. And you literally have given him two opportunities and he has let you down twice. So it's time... He does not deserve a third opportunity. So you're not giving up. You're like 
doing something for yourself. Yeah, and that's not like the best up. way to put it in the remarks that it's not giving up. It's just moving on, you know, like moving on and moving forward. And also too, like, I think something, I can't remember somebody said this to me a long time ago, but like, if this was a really great relationship and you guys had a lot of love there, like God doesn't give you gold and like, he doesn't dangle gold in front of your face to give you silver for the rest of your life. Like the next person that you find is going to be even better and the relationship is going to be even stronger. And this person's going to be all in with you from the get go. Mm-hmm. And I know it's hard to envision that when you're in it, but like there's better around the corner. Yes. And every day for nine months, I mean, yeah. th- take that time you're putting into him and put it into yourself and such wonderful things are going to happen to you. Yeah. Yeah, you got this. You got this. Well, the time has come. Yeah, and really fast, I do want to update because, you know, I was supposed to learn Taylor Swift on the guitar and (laughs) I have realized that the ukulele is a lot harder than one anticipated. Interesting. And um, I wasn't really in the right mindset over Uh winter break to... yeah. You know, just crying uh-huh. a lot, just mm-hmm. a lot of tears and running. Yeah. Um, but I have started this process and it's so hard. It's weird. It's almost like we told you that <laughs> it would be <laughs> Who hard. knew? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not weird. giving up, but I'm just yeah. going to say it's taken me a little bit longer than, than one would hope. The mm-hmm. ukulele, I think, is harder than the guitar in many ways because they're, uh. it's so small. You know? <laughs> I thought it was going to be easier. Yeah. No, I... Really? Because I would imagine, because part of the guitar when I, I mean, when I would just like try to learn keys and keys. Chords. 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 <laughs> I was like, <laughs> um, part of it was that it was so, I felt like my fingers were too small to move. So I would think the ukulele would be easier in the sense of like space. But you have to like play twister with your fingers with the ukulele because they have to like stretch over themselves because there's only I mean, so it's much impossible. room. I'm just like, I need <laughs> really? a human just, teaching me. I can't Tanya, be... will you please film yourself trying? Please. <laughs> the best part is, is like this guy, Miles, who does a lot of our imaging for Kiss FM and he Miles also does... Miles is a great guy. Yeah. So he does the my weekend show, The Vibe. He edits it. And he so he heard me talking about learning the ukulele. He sent me a video like teaching me how to play, like teaching me how to do it. And I just like... I might need to do a FaceTime in person <laughs> because the videos are not working. Wow. I really need just you to set up a phone. You can send it to me. I won't share it, I promise. But I need it for my own personal <laughs> entertainment, please. You got it, girl. Um, well, on that note, it's so great to be back with you all. I'm really looking forward to this year and yeah, the podcast. Yeah, cheers to 2021 and, yeah, and living our living our lives I'm praying that the lemon loaf comes back and that Starbucks has a revamp situation because um, that news was not what I was ready for today. But um, I hope that this year is the year of happiness and health and choosing ourselves and um, not letting other people's opinions be the demise of our mood. <laughs> That's right, baby. Um, we will be back next week. Um, and I can't wait to hang out again. Same. All right. Bye. Love you guys. Bye.
Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 Seeds infused tequila. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds Diageo, New York, New York. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. Yes, at Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. And don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. Deals on handbags? Yeah. Hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps get them through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's Better, H-E-L-P.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.